0: Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, So please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel. Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website www.unityns.org to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. I remember uh, the first prayer that I ever learned. See if you recognize this. Now I lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I can see you finishing it. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Um, you know, that's, that's from the 17th century. And here, I mid-21st mid century, that's still one of the first prayers that I learned. Like the, And there was a certain way that we regarded prayer. You know, it was about memorization. For many of us, there were certain prayers that we remembered, and our attitude about prayer and about God was that if if we just said it right, if we said it properly, if we got all the words right, if we said it with the right feeling, if we said it enough times, that then God would grant whatever our prayer wish was. Um, how many, was that kind of your concept of what prayer was growing up as a young person? I got to switch views because I want to see who's responding. Yeah. Now i lay me down to sleep what a scary thing if i die before i wake like what a weird thing to put on children you know um and yet i think what what unity sort of my understanding of prayer changed greatly once i got to unity right because then it was not about wanting to somehow convince god that i was worthy of this or somehow get god to change his mind or somehow get god to do something that wasn't already being done Right. In unity, I came to understand that what prayer is about is really changing myself, changing my attitude, my belief, my behavior, so that I could more fully embody the qualities of God that I know are innate in me. So it's um, it, it was a very large shift for me when I first found unity. And I think key to being able to be in that kind of a prayerful connection with the divine is really what Lisa just sang about. Right. It's about being able to bring uh, what's most alive in my heart and my feelings and my believing and my emoting, bring that into my prayer experience with God. That's what prayer is. Right. This complete sort of openness without boundaries so that truly it becomes a transformative experience for me. I'm not trans, trying to transform God or change God's mind or or win God over. Um, it's really about being completely open and even vulnerable about what's on vulnerable about what's on my heart, so that in my prayer experience I can be open to a different way of seeing things, a different perspective, a, a way of seeing the world that is far more expansive, and it doesn't have to be in the way that I thought it was going to happen. So I kind of wanted to clarify that point about what we mean by transformative prayer. Transformative prayer in a unity context is really about how we bring a a greater aspect of our own spiritual divinity into our connection with God. It's not about trying to change the divine. (laughs) Like, when you think about that, how arrogant is that? I'm going to change God's mind. (laughs) The unchanging, infinite, ever-present, somehow how I show up is going to change that, right? So um, we want to be moving into a space of being very cognizant that our prayer life is really about how we can be more available and more present to the power and the divinity and the just incredible energy that the universe has for us to embody. Yeah? Um, most of you are probably familiar with the story of Myrtle's healing, but it's such a central part of unity's understanding and unity's founding, this sort of prayerful experience. Um, you, you, most of you are aware of Silent Unity. I'm going to throw that out there again as a beautiful resource. For almost 150 years now, Silent Unity has been in prayer around the clock. Prayer is baked in to everything about Unity teachings and Unity understanding. And I'm reiterating, reiterating that now because I feel like more than ever, um, at least in my own experience, it's been harder to have that authentic connection to God. It's I notice even my affirmations can sometimes become a little bit rote. And because there's so much noise and commotion in the world, I feel like my prayer life is not keeping up. And that's not to say I haven't been maintaining the practice that I've had in place for years. But now, especially um, because there is so much energy that we're having to incorporate and so um, many challenges that the world is facing, it feels like we need to up our game. Where prayer is considered, so that's why I'm suggesting that you know maybe it's been a while since you've called silent unity with a prayer request. It's time to renew that connection. Call in the troops and every form of support that you can, because especially between now and the election, we are being called to a new crisis every day, and and that is going to get overwhelming if we don't have a corresponding balance in keeping ourselves centered and grounded. So that's what I want to talk about here. Like. Uh, The title of my talk today was something about moving from, um, I've forgotten what it was, weary, I think it was, moving from weary, a weariness about the world and a weariness about all of the stuff that we're having to contend with and deal with. and, And moving that into a space of being present to the awesome, incredible power of God so that we can renew ourselves. In that in that awe, in that, that wonderment about how incredibly powerful the universe truly is. That's what I want to talk about this morning. So um, I first want to talk a little bit about more about sort of the weariness just to see if it's resonating with you. Are you finding that you know we heard this week about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her death? and what that might mean for the ramifications of the country. And there's this whole other battle that's already starting to emerge, right? And it's really easy to get hooked by that. I'm doing my fish hook thing again. It's really easy to get hooked by that. And as I spoke about last week, there is a balance to be struck between being informed about what's happening on the planet and in the world and also being fully aware and accepting of um, of the broader view of the greater picture the greater perspective and we cultivate that through our prayer work so i would say first we take lisa's advice and bring our full self you know whatever it is that that experience that we're having that feels somewhat overwhelming to be able to allow that to be a part of what we bring to spirit allow that to be part of what we're able to transform yeah um and then also to be fully cognizant that there is a greater picture that's what's happening on the surface level in the world but there's a deeper truth and a deeper connection that we open ourselves to so as we um accept that kind of weariness that might be arising it also gives us an opportunity to sort of really evaluate whether or not we are creating that sense of of wonderness and wow factor that keeps us open and expansive yeah so i want to talk a little bit about how how that might look you know most of us and we're fortunate enough most of us to be able to pay attention to what we're giving while we're nourishing our physical bodies right we pay attention to what we're eating and how nutritious it is a lot of us i know are on gluten-free diets and so we put a lot of attention into what how we're nourishing our physical bodies and what i'm suggesting is in this moment in time It's crucially important that we give that much attention to how we're nourishing our souls. What is it that we're feeding our souls in this time? Because if it's just the constant barrage of um, what's happening in the world and how it needs to be transformed and we need to show up as love, if it's just that kind of intense... um, Um, wondering about what's ours to do next that's going to get overwhelming so um, what I'm suggesting is that we switch our diets up where soul is concerned and that we start to feed ourselves in ways that that renew us in that space of wonder Anne Lamott wrote a book all about sort of the three prayers one is one is uh, oh my gosh no I can't remember thanks wow please thanks wow help thanks wow there it is the three prayers help thanks wow so help is sort of in the space of recognizing that we've gone as far as we can on our own juice i've i'm i'm doing all that i can in order to stay present and be a responsible citizen and bring my spiritual understanding and pl- apply my principles to that i've i've reached a point where where i've done all i can so the help prayer is how we invoke spirit it's a surrender into what is it's an acceptance of what is and also a surrendering and allowing uh, spirit to move in and uplift and move me into a different space of being, so that I can then have an attitude of, of gratitude. Then I can start to be thankful for another perspective, start to be thankful that there is relief even in this, as I, I allow myself or avail myself of that. And her her thank so that that's help and thanks. Wow, is the piece that I'm wanting to spend the rest of our time on this morning. So the wow is about reminding ourselves that there is that we are a part of something greater that there is this immense universe out there, you know, we are, we are one of a billion people walking around on this planet, several billion right I know, are every six billion is that what it is now um, walking around on this amazing planet and this amazing planet is hurtling around the sun right, in a solar system that itself is hurtling through space, in a cosmos that is ever expansive and these billions of stars all around us. I mean, there's a wow factor that as we allow ourselves to be present to what creation really truly is, rather than continuing to feed ourselves on the the problems that are showing up, particularly in our political life, um, if we feed ourselves on that which is greater, than, than our own personal lives, it allows us to expand our perspective. It allows us to sort of be in that space of wonder that Jesus called us to, especially, um, I think, in his call to become his little children, right? That, I think, is exactly what he's referring to in the, in the space of being open and receptive to wonderment. It's about, it's about uh, maintaining sort of the consciousness of a child. I'm going to share a brief reading from Matthew chapter 8. This is verses, I don't know, 1 through 3 or 4 or something like that. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, right? The disciples at this point are all caught up in which of them is going to be the top disciple. Who's going to be sitting next to Jesus on the throne of God, right? They're all concerned with the politics of the planet, of the worldly stuff. And Jesus ain't having it. He's given him some coaching about, all right, how do you get back to what's truly important? And he did this as he often did by sort of um, demonstrating or pointing to something in the world around him. He, he did it a lot with flowers and fields, but here he did it with a child. He called a child whom he put among them and said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of Hamburg whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. This, I believe, is his coaching for us to stay in that openness and that receptive and the curiosity that a child brings to life. A child is totally present to what is. I was talking, my mom was talking not too long ago, she has her great grandkids were there um, and they were playing some kind of game and um, she was wanting to give it a little bit more structure because they were just out of control. And so by the time she found a football, she was going to throw out a football and have them bring it back. They were on to the next game. You know, they're so fully present into the moment. They're not waiting around for us to put our structure on their experience of fun while they're running around in the front yard. That's what we're called to do, right? We can be informed about what's happening in the world. We can be, be concerned and asking questions like the disciples were. But the deeper capacity for us to be present to the kingdom of God and to bring it forth is for us to be in that place of receptivity and openness and fully present to the now moment so that um, we don't get so bogged down by the troubles of the world that we aren't available to that expansive nature of the divine, that we aren't, aren't allowing it to move fully into our life experience. So... Um, I questioned whether or not to share this next part of, it's the very next uh, couple of of phrases, but, and it's sort of the cautionary side of it, right? So it's what I believe is this is what happens to us. You got to hear it as a a speaking to what happens to us personally, right? Not what those people are doing to us, but this is an invitation for self-reflection. If we stay sort of focused on the worldly stuff, Jesus says, if you, If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depths of the sea, right? That's how critical it is for us to stay in a space of wonder, to stay in that childlike appreciation for what is. If we lose that, we might as well be sunk to the bottom of the ocean. It is so. I don't usually like do the warnings um, in in preaching, but I think now because the temptation and the uh, temptation is so great to get caught up in the headlines and the cable news networks and all of the noise about political campaigns, that is such a huge temptation that it's important for us to understand and recognize that it will kill us. It is soul-killing stuff if we get immersed in that. And so to be in wonderment and to find places where you can bring that. You know what that is, right? Uh, No, we're not going there. That's going to be our meditation. (laughs) So maybe that's my cue to move into meditation. What I'm wanting to do in meditation is I'm going to invite you to look back over your own experience. And maybe it's a recent experience or maybe you go back to some memory that you hold dear. But to really um, engage in us that inner sense of wonder that we know is the childlike wonder that opens the kingdom of heaven to us. And hopefully in this experience, it will become a tool or a touchstone so that as you look at expanding your own prayer life over these next few weeks, that you have this to rely on, this to go back to, this to sort of bookmark as the kind of experience that we're wanting to make sure we're including to nourish our souls in this time and not just feeding our minds with the other stuff, yeah? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org you'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering god bless you and again thanks for joining